<clears throat> All right. No more sadness. No more fucking depressed. No more nothing. Furry month starts now, and we're starting with a very personal one. to the strange perspective welcome to my podcast welcome to me just being my normal self again hopefully <laughs> furry month furry month my second furry month uh ever on this podcast last month i uh was very very proud of those episodes and i'm fucking aiming to do an even better one this year I already have planned what we're going to do. If you listen to the episode before this, you'll know that the very last episode I'll do for Furry Month will be rele released in September because I won't be home and able to do it in time. Anyway, if you've listened to my episodes, you'll know. Furry Month! It's back! It's back, it's back, it's back. And I think the first episode last year was How I Became a Furry. And I was recently, recently I had a road trip with my Adea Pillars and a close friend of mine, my roomie. We went to the west coast of Sweden where we took amazing photos. I fursuited. It was warm as fucking balls. I do not recommend. But still, we did it. It was super fun. And uh, while we were there, we stayed over at a friend's place, and we stayed over a friend's place that he has a dad that's kind of strict. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to give the impression either that I uh, am not grateful for my, uh, my friend or my acquaintance to let us sleep over. But it doesn't change the fact that his dad was very strict and very, um, yeah. Let's just say it was the first time in a long time that I felt like I couldn't really be myself. I had to hide who I am. And uh, that motivated me and inspired me to do this episode now that uh, Pride has started here in Sweden. Pride starts... In August in Sweden, and it's for the whole week, uh, August 1st to August 7th. So I thought, what better to start for a month and to time it in with pride in Sweden than to talk about the struggles I had to go with or deal with in my 20s before I um, came out of the closet. Now, a quick recap. I've talked about this before, but I don't expect new listeners or old listeners to remember everything I've said or go back to my old episodes. For those of you who don't know, I am pansexual. I uh, am... <laughs> I am more attracted to the person than uh, their gender, which means that there's not really a... Uh, the, the, 
The closest thing would be bisexual for those who don't know, but there is a very clear difference. But I'm attracted to all genders because what drives me is the person, not what's be, uh, between their legs. I am pansexual. So I, uh, I accepted this and came out of the closet in late 2020. I'd known that I wasn't straight ever since I was a young teen. Or even before that, even. I knew that I wasn't straight, but I didn't want to really accept that part of me, which led to a lot of self-loathing, loathing, which led to a lot of self-hatred and hatred that I uh, projected outwards that I'm not proud of, but it's still part of my past. So in doing this, I wasn't really sure who I could talk to. I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to say, nor did I, I didn't think I was gay either because I was clearly attracted to the female body or the assigned female at birth uh, people. So I knew that I wasn't solely attracted to men or masculinity. When I was 18, and this is basically where this episode starts for real. When I was 18, I was together with my first ex. And one year into that relationship, that f quite horrible relationship, mind you, we start talking about having an open relationship. In that open relationship, we had very strict rules. The rules were the person we're doing with has to be of legal age, obviously. They have to be the same gender as us. And I had no problems with this because my first ex was bisexual. So I felt like when they have those urges to do it with a woman... They can't really get that out of me for obvious reasons. And I wanted to experiment. I wanted to see what am I really? What is my sexuality? <laughs> I hooked up with a guy that I talked to th through the internet. And it was one of the most traumatizing experiences I've ever had. It was fucking horrible. It was so fucking bad that I ended up shaking in my bed after I threw him out. Horrible. Horrible experience. Which made me say to myself, okay, well, that, that, that settles it. I am straight. I don't know why I get turned on by gay porn. But I am obviously straight. Since otherwise, this wouldn't have been such a traumatic experience. But, Lord and behold, that wasn't really the case. So I kept on keeping it a secret. And this relationship with my first ex turned out to be pretty fucking bad because every single rule we had, she broke it. So to anyone listening to this, if you have an open relationship with someone and if you have rules, follow the fucking rules because if you don't, that is the same thing as cheating on them. Don't care if you like hearing that or not, it is the fucking truth. That's exactly what she did, the bitch. 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm not bitter at all. But I didn't experiment anymore. But I knew that I could still watch gay porn. I could still get turned on by male bodies. So fast forward a bunch of years. It took me a very long time before I dared to enter another relationship again, but I did. And during this time, before I entered my relationship, I would find myself that my sexual drive, what made, what got me turned on would shift. Some days or weeks, it would be just quote unquote straight porn. And then sometimes it wouldn't do anything for me, I, but gay porn would. This was not something I told anyone. This was something I needed to hold deep inside because I was ashamed over it. I was deeply ashamed over it. I uh, struggled a lot and felt a lot of shame after I, well, after I fapped to gay porn because I felt like I'm not supposed to get turned on by this. Nor is it anything that, quote-unquote, real men do. Which is pretty fucking stupid, because if you know me, you know I cry just about for anything. Which is not very, it's not viewed as a typical, typical masculine thing. But I did. That was my way of thinking. And I kept coming back to, if your family knew, they wouldn't accept this. And most, um, the worst part was I put a lot into myself if my grandfather knew. My grandfather is the reason I'm basically here because he's the one who begged my parents to give him a grandson. Even though he already had grandsons, uh, he wanted one for my mom. At least this is the story I've been told. And I see the charm in it, but he was very um, conservative and very, uh, this is what real men do. So I kept thinking to myself that I disappointed the whole family and I disappointed my grandfather who died when I was very young. Just a wee baby. And so every time I would get turned on by gay porn and fap to it, I would have this sense of shame over me. And I lived with this for many years. Constantly telling yourself that you should be ashamed of what you do uh, when it's 100% completely legal and normal, it fucks with you. I knew at, I know at least it fucked with me. It definitely fucked with me. But it is what it is, right? So, fast forward a couple of years, and I enter a new relationship. Again, a relationship that did not end well. This was my second and so far my last relationship I've ever had. And it ended pretty fucking badly. 
pretty badly. Maybe I'll talk about it some sometime in the future. I'll go into detail why the first one really fucked me over. Bad. Maybe I'll go into detail. We'll see. But for now, what really sucked about this relationship when it comes to this topic that I'm talking about now is I would hope that because we live together we live together and there were times when i didn't want to touch her there were times where i didn't want to have sex and there were times where i just felt no sexual attraction to her this was not her fault by any means this was me being a in a state of i'm attracted to men right now and but i never told her how could i I was ashamed of this, but I still, still held this inside. So I would call her sometimes and I would go, Hey, <laughs> uh, what time do you finish work? And if she would answer, Oh, I finished late. I would basically do a somersault because that would mean I can watch gay porn. And she would come home and want to cuddle and I would cuddle. Of course I would cuddle. I still loved her. But anything more than that, and I wasn't really in the mood. And then a couple of weeks later, it would flip 180. And I would just jump her and like not get enough. This understandably fucked with her, with her mind, as it fucked with my own. I did not do this on purpose. I did not do this because I wanted to fuck with anyone. I, I was... Oof. I was not in a good place because every time I would finish, I would feel, like I said, a sense of shame. And there were even nights where I would cry because I wouldn't know what the fuck I am. I wouldn't know why am I not, why do I not want my beautiful girlfriend at the time? Why am I more interested in gay porn right now? So the shame, the secrets, and holding this, not telling anyone about this, it's really fucked with me. And I didn't know what to do. But I noticed that after we broke up, again, horrible story. Uh, but after we broke up, and I decided... Man, you only live once, you know? You only live once. Why are you holding this a secret? Why are you... Why don't you just admit that you aren't straight? I couldn't do it, amigos. I, I, I couldn't do it. By this time, I kept telling myself that I was straight since I was 12, 13. And by the time I'm telling myself that I have to be straight, I am now 31 years old. I am now 31 years old. And I kept telling myself that you are straight. You better be straight. Now, during these years, there were times where I experienced gay experiences and I never acted anymore with them 
but I would repeat them in my head so many times that while one side of your brain is telling you that you're straight, you can't be anything else, the other side keeps repeating these gay experiences you have that really confused me, but not in a... uh, not in a bad way, but in a how can you tell us if you're straight when you're enjoying the experiences that you have? Telling yourself over and over again for such a long time that what you're doing is wrong, not wrong as in morally wrong, as but as in wrong, you don't know any better. While getting small glimpses of experiences and liking them so much, while at the same time telling yourself that when you do, you should be ashamed over yourself. Is it, is it a wonder that I drank so much? Is it a wonder that I would walk around just angry all the fucking time, harboring such negative feelings toward myself, mind you? And I, I think the answer is no, right? I think the answer is no. Anyway, the summer of 2020... As you know, if you listened to my last, my first episode last year, I'm laying on the couch and I'm thinking to myself, you only live once. What's something you've always wanted to do? I've always wanted to go to a convention. It always comes back to conventions. I've always wanted to go to a convention. All right, let's look up conventions in Sweden. And I find Nordic Foscon. It's about furries. What is furries? And that was my introduction to becoming a furry. And in this process of getting Telegram, talking to furries, getting into this community, getting extremely addicted to this community, it dawned on me that in these chats, there are safe-for-work chats and there are not-safe-for-work chats. So I ask for the not safe for work. And getting those links, uh, you won't go five minutes without seeing a couple of dick pics. <laughs> and I remember in the beginning, it's like, oh, 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 shit, that's someone's, uh, okay, uh, <laughs> they are very, very open. Oh, okay, that's another picture. These people are very open about their sexuality. But because furries were so open in these chats about their sexuality and about what they like and just sending nude pictures and being so fucking casual about it, it really helped me thinking in a thinking in why the fuck do you care so much if you're straight? It made me think in those in those words. So that led to me opening it up and just admitting, like, you like these photos that people keep sending. You like what you're seeing. I met one of my pillars, Ren. And that was the final catalyst because he sat on my lap first time we met in person. And I asked myself, Can I really do this? Is this okay? Can a guy sit on another guy's lap? And he opens up many doors for me. Which is the foundation to why he's like one of the most important persons in my life. There are people 
that guide you through life? Well, Ren is a person that took my hand, kicked down the fucking door, threw me through the door and said, you have a bunch of years to catch up. And I will, I am eternally grateful for, uh, to him for it. Uh, and I have said this to him. I have said this and I will keep saying it to him. He knows about this story. But since then, I since accepting myself, since accepting my sexuality and not really having it a secret, being very open about it, I've had comments like, holy shit, there's like this new aura around you. There's like this new, um, it's like, um, what's the word? And I, and I look at them and I go, could it be that I'm happy? Yeah, that's it. You seem so happy. What happened? I stopped lying to myself. I stopped shaming myself. I stopped telling myself I'm a bad person. I accepted myself. The only thing I regret is I waited so fucking long in doing it. I am now 33 years old. And I accepted who I am just less than two years ago. Because I, I, I became 32 years old that same year. I was 31 when it all happened, but, it, you know, late birthday. So I wish I experienced more. I wish I was open about it during my 20s. And I wish I didn't struggle with myself, with my own demons, as much as I did. Ten years wasted, because I honestly don't know. And this is also why I wanted to record this episode. I am hoping, and for anyone listening to this, and that you're afraid of coming out, please don't. I can't, I don't know your life situation, I don't know what you're going through, you might have parents that will never accept that part of you. You might have friends that will shun you. I can't tell you how to feel about that. I can just tell you what I've experienced, what I've been through. And let me tell you, ever since I came out, I've, got, I've gotten nothing. And I mean nothing but respect, understanding, and support from everyone. Not just my pillars, but my friends, acquaintances, family, cousins. Nothing but love, respect, and support. And this is the first time in my entire life where I can actually say, Happy Pride, everyone. And I mean it from my heart. Because that's what I feel. I felt shame for the majority part of my teen years and through the entirety of my 20s, shame. But I don't feel shame anymore. I feel pride, damn it. That is why we have Pride Week. That is why there is Pride Month. Because even though it's 2020 or 2021 or 2022 or 2023, there will always be people that feels shame for having the capability of loving someone, for feeling love for someone of the same gender. I know I did. 
That is why pride exists. So to all, anyone listening to this, happy pride. And to anyone listening to this who still hasn't come out because they're afraid, all I can, all I can tell you is, for me, I wish I had done it sooner and not carried that fucking burden as long as I did. I hope this helps you as I wished it would have helped me when I was 20. And with that, amigos, that is the first episode of Furry Month to kickstart 2022 Furry Month, and it is my episode dedicated to pride. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you liked it. Next episode, we will talk to a guest, and we will talk about conventions. Oh, it's conventions heavy. Oh, it's so fucking conventions heavy. But it's what is it? It is what it is because it's the only fucking thing on my mind. So I hope you're there for it. I hope you enjoy it. I will see you next week for the guest. And until then, amigos, you hear the music. Adios. Adios.